888-900-8863. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. Stream the show on the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speaker. Turn it up! Turn it up! Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. Are you crying? Oh, my Lord. I am sorry, honey. Please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? Don't hang up, please. I- From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. if it's because he's an Alabama guy I don't know if it's because he's endlessly nice and that makes people have an edge about to a tongue of Iowa but for whatever reason there is more pressure on him than any other quarterback nine games into his NFL career than any other single signal caller that I've ever seen in my 37 years on this planet we're back after a day hiatus. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers. And I'm looking at it right off of the sparkling yet uncomfortably stifling hot intracoastal. Uh, so there's a reason before we get into two, there is a reason that we were not here yesterday, and it's because uh, we have a, a little bit of a COVID situation here at ESPN West Palm. And uh, this is not anybody's fault. This is just the reality of uh, the time we're living in with the Delta variant, and especially in this state where everything is just rampant and uh, there is nothing that's being done to cease the spread of this. And unfortunately, uh, you may have noticed that Coquel has not been in at all this week, and it's because uh, Coquel has uh, has has developed COVID. But uh, HIPAA, Ken, HIPAA. Oh, sorry. Me and Dak. Sorry, Come Dak. on, buddy. Uh, so, so I. I am thankful that you actually have decided to uh, to jump on and you're going to be uh, a part of the show as long as you can today. I know you're not feeling great, but how how are you right now? Tell us about when this started, how this whole thing went about. Because I've been texting with you, but this is really one of my first times hearing you. Yeah, it's because you don't answer my calls. I'm, I have a deadly pandemic inside me. That's right, a <laughs> pandemic, not a virus. And you just still don't take my calls, so I know where our relationship is now, Ken. Thanks. Um, hey, at least I texted you. Are you okay? Yes, that's true. Most other people have been like, hey, can you get this done for me? Right. Are you still working and acting like I'm not home with the virus that's going on? I feel all right. I think the uh, vaccine I got is doing its job. It feels like I have a very bad cold. Some hours are really rough, but for the most part, I feel my body fighting back and Majority of the hours, I feel okay, and it kind of lets me know that if I wasn't fully vaccinated, I truly believe I'd be in the hospital right now. Yeah, it would be it would be a problem. So what? What? When did when did all this stuff start? Because you and I saw each other Saturday. We did the uh, Top sixty three event. We did the live radio show from the Top sixty three event. Like when did all this stuff start? I mean, that's that was my biggest fear was doing that event. But the only times I was unmasked is when I was separate from everybody doing the radio show with you, and you right. luckily tested. Uh, negative, which tells me, oh, again, the vaccine is doing its job. It's it's stopping me from spreading it as much as possibly other people can. I started having symptoms Monday. Immediately, I woke up with a cold, didn't go near my kids, went right into quarantine and just stayed away from everybody. And I, I am a mask wearer in general. Um, so, 
you know, I, I've hopefully was not able to spread it to other people because I wore my mask. Now, clearly someone gave it to me because they weren't wearing their mask mm -hmm. or they weren't taking the proper precautions or they believe this crazy anti-vaccine stuff that is going on around this country and this anti-mask and our children, our choice. Spell A-R-E on a lot of the signs, too, for our. Yeah, weird how that works, impressive. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, this whole thing of that the science isn't there when it is, and I'm going to do my own research, and let's not believe the medical professionals that we go to for all of our other issues. Let's believe the kid who we went to high school with that barely barely passed that's writing things on Facebook or the out-of-touch 50-year-old who just thinks it's a political issue and not a real pandemic. I mean, because of that, I contracted the, the virus, and I, I can only assume it's the Delta variant when I went and got my covid test the pharmacist said that one of their local pharmacists got the delta variant and two felt very sick from it but luckily the vaccine kept her out of the hospital yeah it's just what's going on and people aren't being safe and you still see people not wearing masks and it's just completely crazy to me we are the epicenter of the world of this covid virus and if you don't like it you can tweet at me at real coach k that i'm saying this wear your mask and get a vaccine yeah, and uh, so Coquel's been caught up in it, and so as you can imagine, it's thrown everything off. Uh, I mean, Coquel, I'm literally sitting here today doing this show. I am not only hosting the show, but I am producing the show as well. I, I am the, the only person here, and I've got a sick producer and co-host uh, who I don't know how long he's going to be out for in quarantine, uh, and uh, I don't know how long we're going to have to be in this current show situation. It certainly doesn't maximize our potential and certainly doesn't help us do what we want to do, but we do it because we want to be on the air and we want to do this show, but it's so damned frustrating that this is our reality when you have a state that's got over 25,000 positive cases reported yesterday, so many more people dying, and nobody gives a damn leap about it and it's it's annoying it is it's really annoying it's really tragic it's really frustrating it makes you want to bang your head into the wall but more than anything i'm glad that you're at least feeling up to doing the show and and coquel will we tease one another but i i straight up told you and i want to tell everybody out there i told him that hey if you don't feel it do not come on the show I will do this thing. I don't want you getting exhausted. I don't want you feeling fatigued, but you said you were good enough to go, so I appreciate you uh, uh, kind of buckling things up and being a part of this. And I'm glad you're feeling good enough to do this, and hopefully I can actually see you sometime in the next like week and a half. Well, that, that's one of the reasons I want to do the show this week, <clears throat> excuse me, is that I want people to understand the vaccine is working. Just because someone caught COVID doesn't mean the vaccine's not working because it, it seems like the knuckleheads who have really no reading comprehensions. Like I'm on a group text chains with my friends and he's trying to prove to us why the vaccine isn't working. And he's sending me things that the Johnson and Johnson vaccine causes a sore arm. And I'm like, what? He's like side effects, man. I'm like side effects. Like these are the things that people are, are, are going with, but they're not actually reading the information or they're sending some crazy links and spreading so much disinformation yeah, it's out just there. Stupid. So I just wanted to be on and, you know, show that the vaccine is working, but we have to clean it up, Florida. I don't care what leadership says. You know what I mean? That, that doesn't matter to me because leadership isn't worried about you. Leadership's kids are in a school that requires masks, a private school. Leadership has, is vaccinated themselves. So we need to start taking care of ourselves and being safe going forward as the people of this state. Uh, am I allowed to, even though you're sick, am I allowed to still make fun of you and tease you? 
I wouldn't want it any other way. And clearly, okay. the, the true story of all this, which you clearly pointed out, is that you are the true warrior, not me with COVID that's doing the show, but that you are producing the show and hosting it, Ken. I mean, if there's an SB up for next year, it's got to be to you. <laughs> I did not mean I did not mean to make myself look like some sort of radio titan. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just, I, I, honestly, I'm just whining and complaining about it. That, that's what I'm doing here. And I you're, figure, you're my hero, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm giving you an air hug from, uh, from our Anna John Levine studio. So what is your setup like? Where are you, uh, where are you uh, camped out at at your house in quarantine? I'm in the sweltering hot garage because that's where the motor is. You're in the is. garage? And, and, uh, well, it's, it's also my man cave, but it works better as a man cave because it's got like a portable AC because we can't hook up our regular air AC because that would be illegal, Ken, because the floors aren't lifted three inches. For some reason, that matters. Um, so we have portable AC, which keeps okay. it around a nice, comfortable 86 degrees. I, I do love, though, I love the visual of it, it, so many people have caught COVID, and typically they stay in a room in their house, and they'll get served uh, if they're they're sick. Hopefully, they're they're sick to a point where it's just staying at home and waiting for it to pass. They'll get soup, and they'll get uh, things that'll make them better. Tea. Coquel is relegated to his garage. He's relegated to his garage at his home. You have no respect in that Coquel compound. I can't believe that. No, to be fair, though, that's just to do the radio show. Um, my wife has been making me soup and keeping everybody away and holding the family together. And that's the thing. Other people's selfishness of not getting vaccine, of going to these concerts maskless and doing all these crazy things out there and not paying attention to science it's causing not only me to get sick, but now my wife has to stay home. We had to get the kids tested. She got tested. Luckily, everyone's negative. And their whole lives are up, uprooted as well. It's just good. My kids are wondering what's wrong with me and starting to get worried because my four-year-old seems to be the smartest person. And it's like, hey, does daddy have a virus? And blah, 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 blah. And yeah. like, you know, like there, I know it's creeping in their heads. They've seen me on FaceTime, even though I'm behind a wall. It, it just sucks. It sucks. And this garage is really hot. <laughs> I, I didn't realize until now. I just love the fact. I, I mean, I don't love it. I don't. I definitely don't love you yes, as COVID. You, All right, you love I, that I'm hot. I do really love the fact that you're in the garage, though. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I can't hide it for any longer. Y y the fact that you're in the garage, that's where you're quarantining, and that's where you're doing the show from. I mean, it's just so you. It it's the most COVID coquel thing that I could have thought of if you ever acquired the virus. Luckily, I get in trouble a lot, so I get sent to the garage a lot. So <laughs> my body's used to this a little bit. Oh, man, that is so good. That is so good. And what did you say you told your wife? Uh, you wanted? I saw you tweet about it at Real Coach K. You wanted someone to call your wife and tell her, uh, pretend that they were Fauci, and tell her that uh, goldfish were the... Uh, cheese. it's an ice cream. Geez. Clearly, that is the cure Jesus for someone battling, uh, <laughs> battling COVID. You dope. And, I was able to, when everybody was out of the house, when she took them to school, I double masked up, snuck out, and stole my son's Cheez-Its. So we're halfway there. <laughs> All right. So Coquel has COVID. He's in his garage in Port St. Lucie. I'm the only soul here uh, at the uh, ESPN West Palm offices. Let's go ahead and break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some Tua stuff. Rag arm time. Would you stop? You know what? Why don't you go get, go sneak into your home, your home, and get Cheez-Its, and I'll talk to it if you're going to go rag arm on me in this. All right, fine. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the, uh, the show is, of course, brought to you by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. You know that. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, our title sponsor here on Ken Levick Alive. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, 22 years of doing it. There's honestly, and there's a lot of MBA options in this country now. This was started as that was starting to get 
get going, getting an MBA in sport management. But there's no place better. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, they are going to give you the path to get into the sports industry. How do I know that? Oh, Ken, you didn't take a course. No, 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 no. I know the guy who runs it, Dr. Jim Reardon, and I've known him for an awful long time, and I've seen the success stories. I've met the people. George Lindley, who's the head of the Palm Beach County Sports Commission, yeah, that's pretty lofty. He got his MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. Uh, By the way, uh, Maggie Wingowski, who's the new graduate assistant of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, she's just uh, gotten a role working game days for the Dolphins. Anyone associated with this, if you put in the work, you are going to find a way to get into the sports industry. You can make this change if you had a career at age 40. You can make this change. Take virtual classes. Work it into your life. It's never too late to switch careers. If you've always wanted to work in sports, what the pandemic has shown me is, hey, do things that you typically wouldn't have the guts to go for. This is the perfect time to do it. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA sport. The FAU MBA sport management program. Spring semester classes. You can sign up for them now again at FAU.edu slash MBA sport. Why is there so much damn pressure on Tua Tungavailoa? I don't understand it. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Lavica and Chris Coquel. It's all Tua all the time. I'm trying to understand if Tua has just become clickbait. And that's why it seems like, at least from the outside, there's so much pressure put on him. There's so many other quarterbacks in the NFL. And all I'm seeing is up to a better meet expectations. You've got Joy Taylor on FS1 saying he's got a short leash defending herself as Dolphins fans prey upon her on Twitter. Joe Burrow, every excuse being made for him having a really bad camp so far coming off of a major injury. But Tua coming off a major injury, apparently there's a different standard. I just do not understand it. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. It is a Thursday edition here on ESPN 106.3 and what has seemed like the longest possible week. Coquel hasn't been all week. He is feeling well enough uh, with, with COVID. And, and again, Coquel, I'm sorry that I uh, committed that HIPAA violation. My apologies. I hope you're not too upset with me. As long as you don't talk about my shoulder injury, we're good. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. I'm the reverse Dak Prescott. Uh, so I do want to make sure that we uh, we spend enough time here on two, and we're going to give this a shot. I want to take calls. I want people to, uh, to to feel like they can still interact like they typically do, even though it's me hosting and, and, and producing the show right now. Uh, but we are going to open up the phones. We are going to talk some Tua here, and we're going to make sure uh, that we do things as as – at least close enough to what we typically do uh, as we try to do here. Oh, God. Oh, no. What? Breaking news, Kenny. Breaking NFL news. This one's going to rock the foundations of the AFC East. Patriots quarterback Mac Jones has switched numbers from 50 to number 10. That's what you wanted to break in with? That's, that's major news. He's not number 50, which Bill Belichick assigns the quarterbacks until they're ready. And magically, he was ready 
the night that he has to wear number 10 to play, be allowed to play quarterback. All right, so good. We have a Mac Jones update. 10. He's number 10. Are you going to buy the jersey? I know you get those jerseys. You buy NFL jerseys like bootleg from China. Are you going to get a what? Mac Jones jersey? I am not, and Belichick's a fraud by doing this. Why are you having him wear number 50 to earn it if you're just going to give it to him the day you have to anyway? He, can't, like, he has to wear 10. He can't wear 50 in the game, Coquel. I know, so then let's get rid of the whole charade of I'm going to make you wear 50 until then. It's like the penmanship thing my third grade teacher did. We had to use pencils until we could write and script properly. And then the last day of school, she gave me a pen like everybody else. So, like, I got the pen anyway, so why do we even do the whole song and dance of learning how to write? <laughs> uh, I'm glad that that's what stuck with you. That's the one Miss petty Van thing. Miss Van Miss Van. What grade was that? Third. Third grade. You're hanging on to it for that Current long. Belichick frauds. All right, let's get into Tua here. And Tua, by the way, is absolutely killing training camp. Uh, if you follow the Dolphins, you know that. He's in Chicago right now uh, with uh, joint practices with the Bears, and he has had another magnificent day there in Chicago in advance of their preseason game on Saturday. But there has been a lot of ire uh, out there from Dolphins fans. And, Coquel, I know you've seen some of this, where, where randomly Joy Taylor, uh, who used to be down with our friends at 790, uh, is now in L.A. She's the co-host of Colin Cowherd on The Herd uh, on Fox Sports Radio. She, you see her on FS1. Uh, but earlier this week, she was talking about Joe Burrow and was discussing why Joe Burrow may be struggling as much as he is in training camp right now, and if you recall, the former number one pick of the Bengals, LSU, he tore his ACL last year, and it has been a rough go of it. This was Joy Taylor with Colin Cowherd on the herd discussing some of the things that Burrow might be going through. When you have a major injury, you have a major setback in your career. It screws with your head. It does, and especially if it's your body and you know that what could happen if you get injured again, the time away the training, the rehab, the everything that you have to do to come back to be what you were and then then be better because it, of the expectations, it, it's a lot. Of course, and you, you know, it's, guys with breadcrumbs on your shirt, <laughs> stop questioning great athletes' motivation. Ah, uh, there you go, Colin. You got that shot in. Um, but what did that sound like to you, Coquel? Because to me, that sounded like an, an excuse, right? Yeah, it's weird how we hold different people to different standards. Yeah, and so I want to juxtapose what what Joy Taylor said about Joe Burrow. And hey, you never know. You never know after a major injury what someone's going through. This is this is Joy Taylor discussing Tua back in January on FS1's Speak for Yourself. And there's a marked difference here. Again, you know the Dolphins better than anybody. Um, how short should Tua's leash be this season? I do. And that's why I'm saying you don't know our suffering. <laughs> so when you say all those things, it hurts my spirit. You're talking about Josh Allen, who is a certified star in the league. Russell Wilson, who's a Hall of Famer. We know what Andrew Luck was. Who else did you mention on there? Uh, Kyle, Newman, Lack, Kyle, Kyle Murray. Murray. All those now, things. would you say there was something special about all of those guys? Mm -hmm. Did you see anything special about... To a tongue of Coming Iloa. back from a hip injury. Uh, and on the field, did you see anything <laughs> special that you would see in any of those guys on the field from Tua last year? Because I did not. I understand he was coming off hip injury, which is why I didn't really love him in the draft. Because I don't really like when college quarterbacks have multiple injuries before they hit the league. Because they're going to get hit much harder, as you know, 
in the league. The, the leash for Tua should be very short. It should be just this year. Wow, that sounds real different. So here are the highlights wow. from that. Uh, Joy Taylor uh, saying that the leash should only be this year for Tua and then legitimately just cutting off Emmanuel Acho. Eh, 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 cutting off Emmanuel Acho when he even dared present the, oh yeah, by the way, he was coming off of a major hip injury. There is no difference between Joe Burrow and Tua in their situations except Joe Burrow's being coddled right now. Joe, it's okay. You're struggling. You don't look good. You're a number one pick. It's okay. Even if you weren't hurt, you would have been outplayed by Justin Herbert. But it's okay. You're coming off a major injury. And Tua, who could have had his career ended with that injury suffered, Alabama at Mississippi State, where it's up. He's got one more year. His leash is this year after nine games played, or it's nothing at all. That, that is why Joy Taylor, and I think she does very good work, but she has brought upon herself a lot of the criticism that she's getting from Dolphins Twitter the last couple of days. There has been a weird outside pressure thrown on Tua, and I don't think this is internal. I don't think this is in the building. I don't think this is Brian Flores. I don't think this is Chris Greer, but it sure as hell is media that covers the Dolphins. It sure is national pundits that cover the Dolphins that are really, really piling on Tua and holding him to such an unreasonable standard that I'm not sure I've seen this before in my time, my 37 years watching the NFL. To me, we're getting to a spot, Coquel, where Tua's becoming as divisive as our politics. You either are fully throttled behind him or... You think he's done. You think that you've got to hook him and get him out of here. There's no middle ground with him. And so the reason that that is is because it's a vast overcorrection. These Dolphins fans who are all starry-eyed over Tua and won't hear any criticism, that is a simple overcorrection to the unfair amount of criticism. All these doomsday declarations that Tua got nine games into a career, who is coming off a horrifying injury, and Chan Gailey, an offensive coordinator, who is in no position to actually help a rookie quarterback. Tua did not make himself polarizing. The outside media made Tua polarizing. Those around the Dolphins made Tua polarizing. And this is why we sit here today with him, in my mind, having more pressure to have to perform this year, 2021, than any other quarterback in the NFL. And it's insane because I repeat, nine games into his NFL career. If there's another quarterback that has more pressure to compete this year, more pressure to succeed this year than Tua, I don't know who he is. Maybe you've got one. Who has more pressure than Tua this year? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Flat out, which quarterback has more pressure to perform this year than Tua? Because I can't think of it, and I can't believe this is the case for a guy going into his second year. And again, a guy who had no offseason last year who has nine games into his career it's weird last year Tua was not given the rookie treatment when he came out and finally started starting it felt like it was his second year people were acting like he bounced back from a bad first year before he even had a first year because he came back from injury while Burrow I don't get the love fest for Burrow and I'll rip Tua whenever possible I mean you call him ragarm all the time but this doesn't make sense that Burrow gets the free pass. If anything, I'd be more worried about Burrow because he only had one good year in college. 
That's all he's done. And he was throwing to Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and a whole group of receivers at LSU. Terrence Marshall Jr., all these guys that are now top NFL receivers or or top rookies as NFL receivers. I'd be more worried if I was Cincinnati. I think Tua's got the pressure on him because he replaced Ryan Fitzpatrick, where they may have won more games down the stretch with Fitzpatrick at quarterback. And also the Dolphins are set up for the playoffs where the Bengals are um, the Bengals. And, but the thing is, though, and Brian Flores, maybe he did make a mistake. Maybe he did make a mistake in, in bringing Tua in and uh, conducting that weird, hey, you play three quarters, but if it gets to crunch time, then we're going to bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like That's on Brian Flores, but none of that is Tua's fault. And again, like why why is Tua's major injury that he was trying to come back from? I mean, he had to, in some instances, learn how to function again on his two feet, learn how to, to an extent, walk again after that hip injury. Why is that lesser, apparently, than Joe Burrow coming off of an ACL injury? I don't get the coddling, and I don't know why. Uh, there is this propensity to pile on to it. It's almost weird. Do you think that it's because... He went to Alabama. Do you think it's because he got so much press in college? Do you think it's because he's so nice? Like, he's endlessly positive. And in this world, I know that annoys a lot of people. Do you think that that's part of the reason why Tua has become so polarizing, too, because of those factors I just mentioned? Yeah, he's got the Alabama-type annoyance of people not liking Saban and not liking that program. And then he's also got a little bit of a Tim Tebow annoyance. and Half the world doesn't like Tim Tebow because he does nice things and says the right things and is a winner and just graciously goes about winning and just says he wants to do best for everybody. And that bothers people. I don't know why it does. But I think Tua gets a lot of that pressure that Tebow got as well. And then today, The Athletic, Robert Mays writes a story about Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is still looking for sympathy over what happened to him last year. You remember when he had his initial meeting with the media after Tua was named the starter, and he said, oh, it floored me. It shocked me. And he's still talking about it. In this athletic piece from Robert Mays, quote, I thought it was a joke at first. We're putting Tua in? I was floored. That was my team. I fought through the bleep with those guys. Ryan, you're in Washington now. You've got your starting opportunity. There's a reason you've been with 25 NFL teams, okay? Did you get a raw deal? Yeah. But were you the, the number nine overall pick in the draft? The answer to that, the number eight overall pick in the draft, the answer to that is no. That day was eventually going to come. I know we love Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I know that he has the media in the palm of his hands because of the beard and the cool shirts, and he's a good guy, but I'm really tired of the Ryan Fitzpatrick feel bad for me tour. It's really unbecoming. Move on already. Enough. Enough. You were on pace to be top 10 in the NFL in interceptions again. There's a reason that you never consistently had better than a year and a half of good play. Again. You were on pace to not be with the team again this year. Again. So stop already. Which NFL quarterback has more pressure on him than Tua this year? Because I can't think of him. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, tweeted us at 
ESPN West Palm. Why don't we hit up some Twitter here, Coquel? Let's go through some of the uh, the, the different things that uh, that I've been set, the different responses. Basie Crock tweets, been thinking about it. I don't think the pressure is media-driven, and I don't think that it's Greer Flores viewing two in the same way the media does. I think Cam Newton probably up there with his career at a crossroads. I think that's fairly accurate. I think Cam is at least in the discussion, especially now that Mac Jones has a number, right? Yeah, Cam's got a little bit of pressure on him, but at this point in his career, I think Cam, no one really cares if he gets replaced. I don't see it as pressure as more of, this is going to just be make it or break it for Cam, but like as media pressure, I don't think anyone expects more than Mac Jones being the starter at some point. I think that the vast majority of Patriots fans want Mac Jones. Like I feel what? like Cam Newton. Patriot fans don't want the black quarterback with dreads. <laughs> I knew no you were going to go there. I, I think that Cam, uh, Cam Newton, in the court of public opinion, has been fighting a losing battle since the Patriots signed him. I, I mean, he was brought in in an unsavory situation, replacing Tom Brady, and now you've got Boy Wonder in there. I think a lot of Patriots fans want to see Cam Newton fail. Yeah, I think that's been a Cam Newton thing for his whole career, yeah, wherever he's good been. Call. That's a really good call. Uh, Jayco on Twitter, I'd offer you Daniel Jones, make or break year for the sixth overall pick in the largest media market. But you don't hear nearly as much about Daniel Jones as you do Tua, who's nine games into his career. The pressure yeah, might be there. It might be more pressure, but you never know it from, from uh, watching NFL programming. You would think, and I, I read all the New York papers being a New York sports fan, there isn't as much pressure on Daniel Jones as you would think there was. There's almost more pressure on Zach Wilson yeah. already than Daniel Zach Jones. Zach Wilson's taken on a lot of the headlines because he's he's pretty. He's beautiful, and he he's pretty, pretty, and he's a Ken doll, and I can't wait to see mud and blood smeared all over his face this year. <laughs> That's just me. Uh, Brett Rump on Twitter. Carson Wentz is in the discussion. Is Carson Wentz even going to play? Is there pressure on Carson Wentz? Like I think now the consensus is the dude's made of glass, and he's really not that good. I don't think Carson Wentz has much pressure because I don't think he's that good, and I think he showed it in Philadelphia. The Colts no. might want pressure on him because they traded for him, but to me, from the outside, what pressure is there? The team doctor has pressure. Yeah, yeah, to, uh, to sew him into something that can actually take the field. Which NFL quarterback has more pressure than Tua? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Jimmy Clark tweets, Matt Stafford has the most pressure by far. Baker Mayfield is second. I don't think Tua has that much pressure. Last year wasn't on him. All he has to do this year is show improvement. Now, Stafford is interesting, but to an extent, Stafford has proven himself. He's been a pro bowler. He did the impossible and consistently led the Lions to the postseason. The Chargers, or not the Chargers, the Rams are looking for him to obviously get them to the Super Bowl, but I don't know if Stafford's career, his future, is dependent upon them making a deep playoff run. Again, a deal was made, and the Rams have a lot on the line, but as far as Stafford the individual with that pressure, I'm not sure that there's any legacy defining to be done here. Great answer with Baker Mayfield, though, because this is kind of it for him, I think. I think people are going to decide whether he's a... We've heard our own Mike Tannenbaum say on different programs that he doesn't think the Browns should ever re-sign... Baker Mayfield he doesn't think Baker Mayfield's a franchise quarterback and he's kind of either going to be one of the top paid ever and be a franchise quarterback for the next 10 years 
or he's going to be a Ryan Fitzpatrick journeyman. And I think this is kind of the year it all gets shaken but out. We've seen the sample size with Baker Mayfield. We've seen enough to know that, hey, he's really got to break out. And last year was a great step, though he still had those random like 150, 160-yard passing performances. But we've seen the sample size, which is why Tua being in the same breath in the same conversation as Baker Mayfield is just so exceedingly ridiculous, and I don't know quite, I can't quite put my finger on how we've gotten here to why nine games in coming off of a major hip injury, Tua is in this discussion. We're going to have to go old school here like Larry King live with the phones, Coquel, because I have no way to screen anything. So as soon as you hear the beep and the then uh, you tell me who you are, where you're from, and we'll go for that. Because, again, because of COVID issues, and that's where Coquel is. He's quarantined right now in Port St. Lucie with COVID. I'm uh, kind of a one-man band here. Let's go to the phones. And who are you? Where are you from? Talk to me. This is JC from Jupiter calling this Mickey Mouse show. Come on, Ken. Tighten up, baby. <laughs> leave, me, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Don't call me a Mickey Mouse show. I'm a one-man band. <laughs> Damn it, Steve. Unbelievable. Where's Cohen at when you need him? <laughs> so so who is who to you has more pressure on him than Tua? Or am I being dolphin sensitive right now? You're Uber Dolphin Dolphin sensitive, but here's a Dolphin quarterback for you that I feel has our ex Dolphin quarterback, Tannehill. With the addition of okay. Julio Jones and tightening up that defense, I feel like he's got quite a bit of pressure on him to at least win the ASB South, if not win a couple playoff games. But, Steve, here's now you bring up Tannehill, and that's interesting to me because I sat here with the Dolphins, and year after year after year, seven years past, Steve, where every season it was, Tannehill's going to make the leap. Tannehill's going to make the leap. Tannehill's going to make the leap. He would play three, four, five decent games a season. Up oh, Now that's our guy. They waited seven years before they finally cut the cord on him. And now here we are with two and nine games in, and he has to perform this year or else he's a done deal. And I, how do you go from giving a quarterback seven years to giving the successor, the next franchise guy, a year and a half? How does the that we- happen? The weird part with Tannehill also is I think no matter what he does, he's over, he's exceeding expectations because everyone just looks at him as 8-8 eight and eight Tannehill, even though he's been a top-five quarterback the last few years. He's still 8-8 eight and eight Tannehill in everybody's mind, so if he reverts back to that, he's just Tannehill being Tannehill. Uh, so Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, uh, our friend at WFLX Fox 29, he says, what about Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold, uh, pressure on him. Yeah, there, there, there is pressure on Sam Darnold, I think, to perform uh, in in Carolina. But I also think that I, I don't. It's not to a level like Sam Darnold. Well, I, I think not the pressure is to a level. I think it's to a level. But I also think it's also deserved because he's at that point again. You talk about quarterbacks that have had a few years to show who they are. But even he gets an excuse. He gets an excuse of oh, Adam Gase was so incompetent was so incompetent that he never fully was used to his potential, put himself in the best position in New York. So even he has an excuse. But And also that roster was so terrible. I think Tua's just in a spot where he's on a good roster. People have heard his name for so long. He was discussed as the Dolphins quarterback for a year before he was ever the Dolphins quarterback. So they've almost tacked that year of talking about Tua onto his career, even though 
he was he wasn't on the team yet. So it feels like year three. I think it's unfair. I, I hate defending Ragarm, but I have to in this case. Uh, on Twitter at ESPN West Palm, I'm also seeing an awful lot of the the constant discussion point. And Coquel, you've heard this. Well, uh, the Dolphins could have taken Herbert, and they didn't. They went with Tua, made a mistake, made a terrible mistake. I know that that's going to be the place that anti-Tua folks always want to go to. But couldn't she, if you're an NFL team and you're assessing talent, why do the Dolphins? Why are the Dolphins the team that get knocked for not taking Justin Herbert, where if he's that good, if he's that sizably better than Tua and any quarterback in the draft last year, why don't the Bengals get the criticism that the Dolphins do for taking Tua over Herbert? Can't that extend to Joe Burrow, especially with the camp he's having? No, you have to give Joe Burrow a free pass for everything. I mean, it's, it's just such a double standard. It's also, let's give all these guys a chance to see who they are, good or bad. We don't know who any of these guys are yet. It takes time to figure out who someone is as a quarterback. Unless it's Zach Wilson, because he's a pro bowler. Uh, Bear Saban on Twitter tweets, Two is a great kid, lives faith-based life. Media hates that. They'll treat him like Russell Wilson until he wins an MVP or a Super Bowl. Like There might be something to that, and that goes to the discussion. That's a, a response to the discussion we had about why there seems to be a larger anti-Tua contingent than I thought actually existed. Again, Larry King, live style again. Who are you? Where are you from? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Leo in Riviera Beach. Leo in Riviera Beach. Hey, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. Coquel, there is always room on the Dolphins bandwagon. Just had to say that one more time. I saw your son in the Dolphins jersey on IG. Oh, and that's just not wanted fair. to throw that out there. Yeah, that's a good call. Leo brings up a good point. Coquel, what is going on there, Mr. Jets, Mr. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Mr. Fireman Ed? Why does your son have a Dolphins jersey on on Instagram? I am actually, we have talked to Child Services. We are approaching the school that <laughs> Connor attends. They put him in a Dolphins jersey against his will. He may look like he's playing kitchen in that jersey with that nice little girl in the picture, but he's not. He was forced to be there, forced to put on the jersey. We've entered the transfer portal, and we'll be uh, exploring all our options. <laughs> he's so you're the, the anti, anti-Dolphins jersey uh, guy. <laughs> no, that was a good... Well-deserving Zach Thomas jersey, I think that was a, that was a Zach Thomas jersey. So I think that'll be good. Leo, who, but, uh, who who do you think has more pressure than Tua, or do you think like me that Tua has the most unfair pressure on him in 2021? I'm feeling a lot of pressure from from locals, you know, from Florida, down south Florida. A lot of pressure for Tua, but I, I really think it's I think the pressure is falling on. It's gonna. It's uh, it's other quarterbacks. I don't hear it much nationally about Tua. I haven't heard much nationally about you know Tua has to step up this year. But definitely, you know, I've been guilty of it. I've been putting pressure on him. I want to give him two more years, but you know, a lot of people want to give him one more year. I really think he's gonna step up this year and, and surprise some people. And he's finally healthy from the hip. He's put on some weight in terms of weight room, and he's got a lot of weapons. So hopefully he'll he'll be more like Herbert, but just uh, win more games than Herbert. And I, I think Herbert's going to fall back, fall back down to earth this year and That's have a little thing, soft, like, sophomore slump. Who's to say that Justin Herbert's going to put up the astronomical numbers and be as good now that teams have a full year of film on him than what he did in his rookie season? And appreciate the call, Leo. Herbert's outstanding. He is, but. 
can we expect that he's just going to sail through year number two again like he did with the Chargers last year? I just I'm not I'm not ready to declare this a total loss for the Dolphins. Chris Lemley tweets that Aaron Rodgers has a lot of pressure on him because of the antics uh, that he pulled this offseason. But can a guy coming off the MVP, a guy who's done what he's been able to do in his career, a guy who has all the leverage in that situation, does he actually feel that much pressure? Is there that much pressure on him? I don't know. I don't think so. What about Lamar Jackson? Still no contract for Lamar. Coming off of his second COVID stint. Rashad Bateman pulling his groin. He's going to be out multiple weeks. His big weapon that they they drafted for him out of Minnesota. Like That's going to hurt him a lot. I know they got Sammy Watkins. I don't even know what Sammy Watkins is anymore. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's overly dynamic. I don't think he's a game changer. Lamar's a good one. Lamar is a good one because there's the contract aspect to it. And there's the can that type of quarterback win? You know, can mm-hmm. the running quarterback the win? We've discussion. heard that. Yep, that constant discussion. And Dave Lamont tweets at us, Dak Prescott, it's obvious why there's that much pressure there. Yeah, there is pressure, but the guy got paid, but now he appears to be hurt, and that leads me to what I want to talk about when we come back next. Dak Prescott's going in for another MRI on that shoulder. Is his season in doubt? We're not sure yet. But he did get paid. But do quarterbacks in the NFL get paid for what they've earned? Or do they get paid for what they're going to provide after they sign the contract? Because we are entering that situation now, potentially, with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. And before we head to break, before we talk Dak, we're going to have a little red light, green light as well. Uh, I want to tell you about EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning has been doing it since 2006. They are tops in the industry. You can trust them. They make sure that they are using the best equipment as a train comfort specialist because it's hard to stop a train. You want your air conditioning fixed, and you want it done right. If it goes out, it's uncomfortable. It's miserable. It's a really harrowing experience because you're waiting and waiting and waiting and you're hot and it's gross. Uh, They are doing their best to work around your schedule. So many times you'll call an air conditioning company and they'll be like, oh, we can come out tomorrow between uh, 9 and 7. It doesn't do you any good because then you're held hostage in your hot home for an entire day and you don't know when it's going to be fixed. You want answers. You want action. And that's what they do at EDS Air Conditioning. They are doing their best to give you service windows that work around your schedule, your time. And that's why EDS is yes. Go to edsairconditioning.com, edsairconditioning.com, and make sure that you call the trusted folks, family-owned and operated at EDS Air Conditioning. That's EDS Air Conditioning, EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. When we return, Dak Prescott, he's banged up. This could be serious. Did the Cowboys pay him for what he did, or did they pay him for what they thought he was going to bring after the fact? He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick live on ESPN 106.3. Call the show now at 888-760-3776. Yeah. 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 Uh-oh, Cowboys fans. Dak Prescott is going to have another MRI after getting paid, getting his contract in the offseason, breaking down, shaking down Jerry Jones and getting his money. The R word has been introduced, regret. We've seen it. I've heard it. To the Cowboys' regret 
signing Dak Prescott long-term if he's going to be injured and might be in and out, in and out, in and out, or just flat out out this season. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. A reminder to subscribe to the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcast. It's free. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's well done. And it comes right to your phone if you subscribe. Again, Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast with a clown show that just keeps on going here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Again, Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast. We'll have our uh, Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach, red light, green light in just a couple of minutes here on Ken Levick Alive. But I want to talk a little bit about Dak Prescott because uh, I woke up, Coquel, to the following tweet that uh, I don't know if this is good social media-ing or if this is poor social media-ing from the Dallas Cowboys. But I woke up to the, the following tweet here, uh, and they were trying to have some fun with it. They were trying to... Uh, now I can't find it, of course. They were trying to like keep a little bit of an edge off of it, but Dak Prescott is going in for another MRI, uh, and this is a huge, huge problem for the Cowboys, it appears. Let's see if I can find this tweet here, and perhaps I will in a moment. But I want to present this R-word, this regret, because anytime a quarterback gets signed to a big deal, and then it gets injured, there's the, up. Oh, they shouldn't have done it. That's a bad investment. And this is a philosophical thing. Are, when a quarterback gets money, when any athlete gets money, are they being paid for what they did? Do they achieve that money? Did they earn that money? Because all of the, the folks who are into the inspirational story, into the work hard, get out there, defy the odds, they want to tell you earn that money. But teams then, based on their decisions if a quarterback or an athlete gets hurt, want you to think that you've paid them to perform in that contract. There is a philosophical difference, and so I've seen a lot of regret, a lot of uh uh-oh, a lot of hand-wringing here with Dak and this pending MRI. Uh, But to me, listen, the investment was made because Dak Prescott was a top-five passer for pretty much his entire career to this point. A guy that overcame the odds. A guy that from day one was with the Cowboys coming out of Mississippi State and was clearly their best option at quarterback. He earned that money, not the other way around. The Cowboys better damn well not regret giving uh, Dak Prescott money that he absolutely deserved. I mean, but did he? He played well enough to get the contract, but they can regret it if he's not good anymore. That's why the good teams know when to let go. I just think that it's so unfair when a guy like Dak Prescott, who has done nothing but try to play, done nothing but try and get out onto the field, try and drag his teams into the postseason, be competitive. I mean, last year before he got hurt, when the Cowboys were playing absolutely no defense, he's thrown for 400, 450 yards. He's in all of these shootouts. I just don't know what more you could ask of him. I, I, I would hope that the Cowboys don't regret giving him money, and that was so high profile, and there was such a back and forth and such a ridiculous negotiation, and all we did was talk about, oh, is Dak going to get paid? Is Jerry Jones going to uh, win this negotiation? Who's going to get what they want? Like, Dak deserved all of this. Dak earned all of this. And so the Cowboys, they, I think, 
uh, owe Dak Prescott the patience here to let him prove himself after he comes back from injury. This is a one-off instance of injury. This isn't Carson Wentz with Philadelphia who got his money uh, after he got injured and then couldn't get back on the field. And when he did, he was just flat out bad and inaccurate. This is a guy who's been the face of the Cowboys organization, uh, but it is a philosophical thing. Do teams, when they pay the superstar athlete the money, are they paying for a job well done or are they paying for the future? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Dak Prescott, did he earn that money? Or did the Cowboys make a mistake because he seems to be having some injury concerns? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because, Coquel, I mean, you're looking at it from the absolute cutthroat business standpoint. Oh, we're paying him, but he can't provide us anything right now? Uh, sorry, but he was also working on a contract that he clearly uh, had surpassed years ago, finally got what he earned, finally got what he deserved, finally got the years and the job security he deserved. Don't the Cowboys owe him some patience here? I mean, I think patience of a year, but you start to worry because it's not just one injury. This isn't just his leg again. Remember, it was his leg that got hurt. His foot was facing the wrong direction. They showed that on hard knocks in like slow motion for some reason this week. Um, but now it's his shoulder. I and mean, when you have a problem with your throwing arm, I mean, we've followed sports. If you didn't like football when you were a kid and you liked baseball like everybody else did, those shoulder injuries, they are not good. And they may come to regret it because without that arm, he's not going to be able to run backwards. He's not going to be able to throw the ball downfield like he used to with, with the extra power in it. He's going to need to recover fully or they're going to regret the contract. How about this from the Cowboys? This is the tweet, uh, and this is them trying to like ease this into the fan base, ease this into the discussion. It's not a setback, and it's not a reason to worry, but quarterback Dak Prescott is planning on getting another MRI. That sounds ominous, right? Like that, that, yes, that, that would do nothing to make me feel better if I was a Cowboys I fan. read that as... Dak Prescott out for a year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I read that as, oh, bleep, we're bleeped. Like that sort of that sort of uh, is how that makes me feel when I when I read that. But again, like there should not be regret because the immediate reaction from fans is, oh, see, they paid him the money and look what happened. He earned that money. That was his money. And so the Cowboys owe him now some patience to be able to get back to the level that earned him the money. That's how I look at it from an NFL standpoint, and maybe that's what would make me a terrible owner or a terrible general manager. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Are you paying the superstar for his past performance or what you think he's going to do after the fact? 888-760-3776. Let's get into a little uh, red light, green light brought to you by Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive right on one. ESPN. Oh, Coquel, I screwed that up. And again, just a reminder, <laughs> I am running the show and I am also hosting the show because we have COVID problems here. I believe ESPN it's in West yellow, Palm. even though it's red light, green light. Uh, yes, there it is. Here we go. This is my first time seeing this. Now it's time for red light, green light. Time for Ken and Coquel to decide if they want to stop or go. Red light stop, green light go. Red light stop, green light go. Red stop, green go. 
red light, green light, now you know. Red light, green light is driven by Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. All right, now we finally got the right one. Excellent. Coquel, you have red light, green light today. Let's go ahead and get to what we are doing. And as always, please give us the rules of the game. Can I laugh for one second, take everybody behind the scenes for a second? Because when you played the wrong thing, my hand automatically jumped up to grab a mouse that isn't here at my house because I just, my brain assumed I pushed the wrong thing and I needed to shut it off. Just a subconscious reaction. Yeah, I'm used to being the one who messes up, so I appreciate you. I'm just going to bang my head into this computer in front of me. You'll get through this, Ken. We got, uh, well, supposedly four minutes. It's funny, you're pep-talking me. You're the one who has COVID. Well, you're the warrior who's there. Remember how we started the show. Radio (laughs) Titan. The bravery of Ken Lavica. Courageous. All right, red light, green light, Kenny. Urban Meyer won't name a starter for the Jags. Red light, green light, Gardner Minshew will start a game this year. That is a flat-out red light. There is not a chance in hell. Uh, Urban's doing what he has to do to maintain a little bit of drama here in camp, but everybody with a brain, anybody with a conscience, anybody who lives in the real world knows that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the starting quarterback. The reports out of camp are too good. The urgency is too high there in Jacksonville, and I'm sure the um, the antsiness, the desire to get the rookie onto the field and start the Urban Meyer era for Urban Meyer is too strong. That is a flat-out red light. Gardner Minshew is not seeing the field unless Trevor Lawrence struggles in like week 14 or gets hurt. Minshew better start pooping again because he's number two. <laughs> I, I I do hope, I wonder how long he was plugged up if, uh, as he said on Barstool Sports, pardon your take, that he, uh, he, he had not gone number two because he's not a number two. Red light, green light. Let's go. I'm not even going to mention the partner after that transition. <laughs> Basketball enigma J.R. Smith is pulling a Rodney Dangerfield and going back to school. Red light, green light. J.R. Smith would enhance the golf team at North Carolina A&T's college experience. Yeah, so he he uh, he's a, a big golfer, J.R. Smith is, and so he's going to North Carolina A&T. Did, would he have eligibility? Can he actually play? He's he's applied because remember when Wenke played for FSU, he played professional baseball. It was a different sport. So Jr. has not played golf before um, professionally. He's never been paid to play golf, so he's going through the process of applying That's and trying awesome. to get cleared. That is awesome. And if you think Jr. Smith was weird as hell on the court, imagine what he's going to be on the golf course as well. I'm actually all in on this. I hope that's a green light that he'll be able to play. That's just great for college golf if J.R. Smith is able to play. NCAA, do the right thing. I know you're averse to doing that, but let J.R. Smith get eligibility and play for North Carolina A&T. I am totally on board with that, and I'll watch. And, and for the school, he'll fix all the plumbing issues with his pipes. All right, so next on there, Good think Jesus about J.R. Smith in college. Uh-huh. What? Yeah, thank what? you. What? What'd I say? I have COVID. <laughs> you can't use COVID as an excuse for that. You've never heard of COVID brain? Google you're, it. It's a thing. You're disgusting. What else? Lionel Messi's PSG. I don't know what that stands Paris for. Paris saint Post All-Star game or something like that. Deal what? includes, I don't know, All-Star games ASG, and then there was a P there, and I couldn't think of anything. You have COVID. COVID. I have COVID. Lionel Messi's PSG deal partially includes payments in cryptocurrency. Red light or green light, I'm being paid in crypto. I'm going to say a red light, but part of it is I don't understand cryptocurrency at all. Like I, I, The whole concept of that terrifies me because I'm not sure it's actually 
real. I'm not sure it's actually a thing. I don't... I mean, Coquel, what do you know about cryptocurrency other than the fact that it's going to the moon? It feels like playing a video game where you make all this money and you act like you're rich in the video game, but you actually can't use the money. I, I don't know. It's like playing you, those fake slot machines. Can you actually use cryptocurrency for anything other than acquiring it? I know I sound really, really old here and sound really out of touch, and that's why I don't want to slam cryptocurrency, but it doesn't seem real to me. What can I buy with it? What can I purchase with it? What currency? You can purchase NFTs, because I don't understand them either. <laughs> yeah, like digital art. Like I don't. Can I buy a home? Can I buy a candy bar? I would, at this point, with the, my lack of understanding, I would never take any sort of payment in cryptocurrency. I, I just, I don't understand enough about it, and it does make me uncomfortable. Like, it scares me, because what's the use if I can't actually use it to purchase anything? Yeah, that's a, that's a hard red light for me. I keep digging in my backyard in Port St. Lucie, hoping to mine some cryptocurrency, but I don't, it's not working. We don't have any back here. What does that mean? How, yeah. do you, how do you mine for, for something that's not that's, real? That's another thing. Well, one, you're not going to find it in your yard. But also, like, it's servers, and apparently it's bad for the environment. Like, again, it's all confusing to me. My How my, is it bad for the environment if it's a computer thing? My caveman brain can't wrap my mind around it. I don't know. All right. Moving on. The Washington <laughs> football team take on the New England Patriots tonight in some high-stakes preseason action. While we will get an extended look at rookie Mac Jones, red light, green light on Cam Newton being QB1. I think that that's a green light. I think I think Cam's going to start the year as QB1. I think Bill Belichick does have an inherent trust in Cam Newton, at least initially, to run that offense. I think that uh, Mac Jones, while he is the favorite son up there in New England, I think Patriots fans want to see him. He's not at the level of a Justin Herbert, what he was to start a week one. Mac Jones isn't quite there. I think Cam's going to be the guy. I think he knows the comfort level, or he has the comfort level of the coaching staff. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a constant back and forth. Patriots fans want Mac. Coaching staff wants Cam. But I think Belichick wins out. Cam Newton, green light, is at least week one going to be QB1. I agree with you on that one. I think the Cam Newton, Bill Belichick wants to win. I think all Patriot fans want is Mac Jones to be better than a Rag arm like two, it's on Uh huh. We didn't have to end like that. We are going to end like Full that. Full circle. Though. Full yeah, circle. Uh, great. Uh, <laughs> that is Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, red light, green light. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach is where I got my Kia K5 GT. What a beautiful automobile that is. That's where you should get your automobile as well because they're looking out for you with their credit clinic, bank representatives on site. Even if you think your credit sucks, they are going to work hard for you to get an automobile, something that works for you from a family standpoint, from a fun standpoint, from a fuel efficiency standpoint, and from a money standpoint. They're looking out for you and your wallet and your family all in one. That's Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, half mile south, Palm Beach International Airport, Military Trail. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Go to GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com to check out their selection. Uh, hey, real quick, before we say goodbye, I want to make sure that we talk about Florida Cash home buyers. Uh, uh, we were talking about cryptocurrency. Can you buy a, a home with cryptocurrency? Listen, I don't know. I'm not the one to talk to about that, but I do know that Florida Cash home buyers, they can give you cash 
up front in advance if you want to sell your home and do it quick and easy. Florida Cash Home Buyers, they pay cash for houses and buy it in any condition or situation. And the cash they use, good for the environment. Selling their home uh, is really easy. You selling your home is really easy if you use Florida Cash Home Buyers. You don't need to have a bunch of strangers walking through your home with showings and all that stuff that goes with typically uh, trying to sell your home. I hate that part. Florida Cash Home Buyers buy properties as is so they don't need to make any repairs or clean. So if you want your house uh, to be sold fast because this real estate market is wild, you can make cash here. 561-570-7070. That's 561-570-7070. Save yourself thousands on commissions and closing costs. There's no realtors involved. They pay a cash advance before the closing. Uh, they've been in the business since 2011. They can be trusted. They've helped hundreds of homeowners sell their homes quickly and easily, and they're rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. They buy inherited houses at Florida Cash Home Buyers, damaged houses, properties with bad tenants, liens and violations. They'll buy your nice home as well. It's all in a day's work for them at Florida Cash Home Buyers. They don't even need to visit the home. They can make an offer over the phone. Florida Cash Home Buyers, get your house sold quick. 561-570-7070. That's 561-570-7070. Coquel, way to push through your first ever COVID radio show. Well done. You're the warrior, Ken. You're the one who stepped up and pushed the wrong buttons during the show. You're right. I deserve Wear a praise. mask. Yeah, please. Coquel, Get vaccinated. Hopefully we'll be back tomorrow. I go from this, where I was producing the show uh, and hosting the show, to tomorrow. I'm going to be by myself at my home with my kids because daycare is closed. The clown show continues tomorrow. What's the show going to be? A disaster. Make sure you don't miss us at noon. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. We've been live on ESPN 106.3. Farewell.